Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Naked Professors podcast series three. And it's just me. It's just Ben. Um, there's no map for this series. It's been a really hectic schedule between the two of us. And at the moment, it's just going to be me. But we really hope to get Matt back in the studio. He brings so much and we hope that he'll be a guest coming back. But for now, for today, it's just me. And I've got three beautiful guests that I'll get to in a second. And um Really, I want to introduce what this series is about because it's slightly different again. And we had an amazing second series where we focused on men and and the truth and the vulnerability that that men can uncover and and show us and how powerful and beautiful that can be. And we want to continue with those raw conversations, but we're going to open it up and they're going to be men and women on, on this series. But also, we're going to make it about group conversations this time because I've had loads of experiences myself where I'm sat in a room with people and there's something magical when you share in amongst a a community and you get to see each other deeply and that's what we wanted to recreate so in this series we're going to have more than one guest it's going to be a two two or three people with us Um, and we kick-started this one with three men who are really close to my heart and three men who I guess have shown me their heart over the last few years and that's been something that I cherish in, in, in men you know, it's not always that I get to see it, but these guys are, are really open-minded. They're open, they're vulnerable, they share what's inside of them. They've got a lot of love inside of them and they all, yeah, they're special men. Still very manly men, you know, absolutely. And, and I love that about them too. They've got all spectrums of who they are. And it's beautiful and powerful and we uncover um, a really beautiful conversation. So how we did this is a, a long two-hour conversation that we split up into four bits and we focused on different areas for each one. So this first one today, uh, it's all about checking in with how we feel and just uncovering as, as human beings what's inside of us. Um, so I really look forward to sharing like a, the, the truths because there's some vulnerable conversation in this, a lot of truth about how we actually feel. And for me, it's the most important question we can ask anyone. And sitting in a room with other men and letting each other see how we feel, what's really going on inside of us. And there were some great shares, some beautiful, positive, amazing things going on in our lives, but also some very beautiful challenges going on as well that are allowing us to grow and just feeling all into what's inside of us um so that's what the focus is of this first this first podcast um this was recorded uh when lockdown restrictions were were softer so we were in a studio and we got to sit and face face to face with one another and really feel each other which was um beautiful and i guess even more precious given uh today is a new day of, of lockdowns so um 
Just a quick intro to the guys. They're three close friends of mine. Uh, the first, Josh Patterson, who I actually met in Series 1 for the first time uh, when Matt and I sat with him. And um, we became friends from that conversation. And Josh is just a, someone who really touched me. He's a deep thinker, someone who really cares. You'll, you'll feel like this, this guy is alive inside. He feels and he cares. Um, he's someone who uses pain for, for, for pain and adversity to really grow and to really challenge himself and to do amazing things that he's doing right now, which is these incredible challenges. And so much of his driver is some of the pain that he's experienced within. So he's, he's someone that never fails to amaze me. He's a privilege for me to know. And yeah, you'll feel a lot of his depth in this conversation. Um, next is, is Wade. Um, Wade is uh, an Australian actor, um, a beautiful man who I connected with about a year ago through mutual friends. And he just... Uh, He's full of intellect, full of wisdom. You know, he's really dug deep into who he is as a person and he shares beautifully from his heart. And he's just someone who I really align with, someone I really kind of, I think we think very, very similarly. We share a lot and when we get together, we just go into these really deep conversations every time. So this was really um, an extension of the conversations we naturally have. Um, but yeah, beautiful for, for Wade to sit in this space and, and to share his energy. Um, I've, just grateful for, for having Wade in my life. Um, next up is David Burtwistle, a man who I've known for a few years, but his life has turned upside down in the last, what, six, nine months. Um, uh, he's always been an amazing man. He's always been a very um, macho, masculine. He's a personal trainer. He's full of energy and, and full of life. And um, uh, But like I've really started to see him uncover like a softer side of him and, 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 and for him to show that more in the last couple of years has been a beautiful thing and he showed this on this TV show that he's been on um, about six months ago on Netflix called Too Hot to Handle which was a dating show and um, oh, I sat there and watched him and just felt incredibly proud that this guy was my friend because he really represented kind of this this new age of masculinity if you like in that he showed his, really, his real vulnerable side and he was this macho guy uh, and who you know shed a tear on the show and who wanted to go deep with the girls and was looking for real connection. And it kind of took some of the people on the show back and I don't know, it was special. It was really special for me to see and his life has changed as a result of being on the show and he's become a huge name um, globally. And um, so to sit in, in, in the space with him and have a chance to uncover how that's been for him and actually to be able to sit and look into his eyes and ask him how he's feeling with, with, with the new world that he lives in is, is beautiful. So um, three very special men. Um, I love them all and I'm not afraid to share that. They, 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 they're, they're special to me. And um, for the first series to start with these three, it's beautiful. So, yeah, we, we start this with just a simple check-in. How are we feeling? But really, how are we feeling? And then we go into a question about what's good and bad in our lives. And I really wanted to ask that question. Because when do we do that? When do we truly show the full spectrum of what's going on in our life? Particularly the good stuff, you know? Like, we're asked to, to, to not be arrogant. You know, don't, don't, don't give it the big one. Just play it dumb. So... I always remember, actually, growing up, my, my, my brother, I always knew he played well at rugby. If he said, yeah, I did okay. You know, that's, yeah, I did all right. And I was like, oh, okay, he played well. And I'm in this space now where I really love to see people celebrate their successes. If they did something great, I love to hear them go, yeah, like I really smashed that and it felt great. And I love hearing that in people. So I wanted to ask this question, what's good in your life, but also what's bad? Because let's hear the truth. And 
finding that real truth, that balance, like there is good and bad in, in, in our lives. That's how it works. So to hear the full spectrum of who they are, how they're feeling, um, just felt like the natural way to start this conversation. So four guys, being honest, being open, a lot of vulnerability in there. And that's what this conversation is all about. So yeah, without further ado, I hope you enjoy it. Here we are. This is a pretty special moment for me, I've got to be honest, because um, I love you all. I'm going to start with that. Honestly, like all three of you have touched my heart in, in some ways, and, and I love the journey that all three of you are on and to bring us all together. Like some of you know each other, some of you don't. So um, I'm pretty excited to see the energy that we can create today. So thank you, first and foremost, for being here. In traditional spirits, uh, I want to start with a check-in. I want to know how we're all getting on. I want to know how you're feeling. Um, but like how you're really feeling, you know? Um, this isn't this isn't the space or the room to say oh fine thanks next you know let's 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 work out what's going on inside of you all um and also on top of that i want to ask what's good in your life and also what's bad in your life so we'll, we'll get a proper experience of where we're all at so i'll kick things off yeah like when i sit in this chair it's like it's, it's special for me like when you when you guys walked in I, I said like i feel like this this place has got a lot of stories you know i've, I've had a lot of conversations in here and, and there's a lot of like emotion in here it's special for me and i know that uh, something cool's gonna happen when I sit in here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a very real, honest conversation with whoever I'm sitting with. So um, I feel very alive, and um, and also like very uh, like very touched that you're all here. In all honesty, like it's it's quite a special thing, especially in this age. Like in the last few months, we haven't had much of this. I haven't had an interaction like this. We've sat in a room with people. So um, when was the last time you were here? Uh, Ten months ago. Oh mate, if nostalgia. Not yeah, totally. So like I really feel that, and like this is special because I like I, I like all three of you. Honestly, it's like it's a beautiful thing for me to have you have you here. So I do feel right now. I feel I feel um, like a real sense of pride that I'm getting to host you guys and to have this conversation and to and to go somewhere. But um, just a sense of being alive, and I, and, I, and I love that. That's me. I guess there's also some nerves as well in that. I'm like shit. Everyone's looking at me. I'm, I need to. I need to host this conversation, um, but that's cool too. So, um, so yeah, I'm in. Um, no judgment here, man. No, I know that. I know that with your voice, and that's that's beautiful. Um, Josh, do you want to go? How do I feel right now? Yeah. Um, I feel um, really grateful. Today, I got to take my daughter to nursery for the first time in two years. So today wow. is a massive day for me. And it's just those small moments. And it's a moment that you can't buy, you know? Um, it was just really, really precious to me. You know, a lot of a lot of hard work has gone into being able to achieve that moment. And I'm finally there. And it felt absolutely amazing. So, you know, today has started off incredibly well. I'm happy. Congratulations, nice. brother. Thank That's you. Yeah. Thank you. How was there sadness when you said goodbye and like, saw a run off no do you know it's been amazing you know last night um i finally changed her room my daughter she's three years old so i, I turned into like the safari room like for me i think being a young dad imagination is key and i think too often with parents you know we we try and make you know young adults or children conform in a way that we think they should be and actually just allow them to be the age that they are you know she's a three-year-old her imagination's crazy she's got an imaginary friend and for me, I just want her to have a space that she can just go wild in. So I revealed it last night to her. And um, yeah, it was just a really, really precious moment for me. You know, a, a, a big step. Because even at the age of 31, there's still uh, times where you have doubt in your mind. Are you capable? 
you know, are you deserving to be a father? You know, am I the right role model in her life? So, you know, it's those moments where I just kind of like take it in and, you know, it's, uh, it's really special. That's beautiful. I'd just be present and see her go to school and drop all those stories of, am I right and am I this, am I that? And just, hey, I'm here with my daughter and it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you know what? She's got a, a you know, I bought her this, I mean, it's so unnecessary, but I bought her like this five foot giraffe. Yes, <laughs> yes, no, never unnecessary. You know, because I was that, I, you know, I, I remember being a kid and going, I want that, but, you know, my parents were probably a bit more sensible. Um, you know, and straight away, you know, she your name's her giraffe zebra. Obviously, <laughs> and um, she's trying to put it in her bed. So, like, what was a really nice moment then becomes a bit of a domestic because you know my daughter's convinced that she's going to sleep in bed with this five foot giraffe, which obviously is just not going to happen. <laughs> um, so, I go from being the best daddy in the world to just the worst. But you know, these are the moments that you've just got to like hold on to, you know, and you know you will speak about in ten, fifteen years time. So, yeah, I, today I'm I'm very happy. Beautiful, thank you. Mate, that really br brings us on nicely to a, a game that I was playing the other day. It's like, what animal would you want pet size? So, like, you can have any animal. It can oh, be nice. a big one, you make it small, or a small one that you make it big. But, like, a giraffe would be perfect. I'd love a little, like, two-foot giraffe. <laughs> can you imagine it just running around the studio now, yeah. just, like, chewing on the wires of your phone and stuff like that? <laughs> love all of them, all animals. I'd love a little yeah. zoo of, like, two-foot everything. Yeah. Can you imagine a rhino? <laughs> like a little two foot rhino just like bouldering around the house like knocking into the door <laughs> never thought about that before yeah um, on that note how are you David? mate I'm good yeah? I'm good yeah it's been a rocky like time in, in lockdown over uh, for me really weird if I'm honest but um, yeah like now I'm feeling a lot more settled and accepting of the current situation I think that's the main thing is that it's like I don't know if, if you guys did the same thing, but when we first went into lockdown, I was like, oh, you know what? It's going to be sweet. Like, a couple of months, we'll get it done and dusted. Boom, back to regular life. And then it was like a couple of weeks ago, Boris was addressing the nation, and he, it, it just really dawned on me. I was like, oh, my God, we're actually going to be in some sort of restricted living situation until there is a cure for this virus. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. And I had to, like, kind of process that a little bit and then be like... Right, okay. Well, that's the situation. Can't do anything about it. Just got to accept it and live your life with that in that being the case. I guess what's weird for you is that your life has turned upside down during lockdowns. So you spent all this time at home, mm. whilst in theory life is completely different on the outside. But you guess, I don't know, do you feel that? It's been weird. Yeah. So, like, um, for perspective, I suppose, for people listening to this, I basically did a show on Netflix called Too Hot to Handle. It came out. Um, mid-May mid I think or mid-April maybe something like that and roughly like a month into the UK lockdown and so it was this really weird juxtaposition where in my physical life everything is distant there's no people around no attention like everything's quiet can't see your friends can't go to the gym have to stay at home all the time and then digitally, my world's explode. Like, Instagram went from like 20,000 to 1.2 million in the course of about a month. Like, the tension was everywhere. And it was it was really, really crazy to have that contrast. Um, and it, it was, the interesting thing was that 
all the stuff on my phone, like all the digital stuff, it just didn't seem real. You know, like numbers are just numbers. And I had to really start to like put it into perspective as to what that really meant. Like I was sat on my balcony talking to my mate and uh, I was like, I just don't, it just doesn't seem real. He's like, okay, try and picture even a thousand people, 2,000, 10,000, imagine it, get in your head and think like, how many people fill Twickenham Stadium? It's like 86,000. He's like, you've got 12 Twickenham Stadiums looking at you right now. I was like, that is mental. And and that was a really like, almost I had to personify the digital experience to kind of, for it to make sense. Um, because yeah, it was just, it was really weird. You know, people weren't coming up and saying hi. There was no physical attention because everyone was social distanced. So yeah, it's been like a was that is that experience. like nice or weird or frustrating or I think it was less intense than the people at Love Island yeah. that go on Love Island have to deal with. Yeah. Because like I filmed the show a year ago. Well, it's actually almost like eighteen months ago now. And then it came out a year after we filmed it and we were in lockdown. So I had a year to prepare for it coming out. And then I had no physical attention from it. So I didn't have people coming up to me all the time. I didn't have loads of events to go to. I didn't have all of that stuff in the real world because nothing was happening. So I just had to deal with the, the digital stuff. And then by the time the physical stuff started to happen, it was you know a month or two later. And so it was a more like drawn out period. Whereas I can see like the yeah. guys that do Love Island, it must be an absolute Switch. fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like they've gone in, they've done 10 to 12 weeks of isolation effectively in a completely locked environment and then they come out and they have a million two three four million followers and they're trying to still be the same person deal with all of that fame all of that attention all of the events all of the other stuff i'm like that must be crazy yeah like i want to come back to some of the challenges that that brings in, in a bit but um like God, yeah, I think it's it's almost impossible to imagine what that this whole ten months has been like for you. With it, you know this 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 mixture of blowing up but yet trapped inside. Mm. Um, but we'll we'll come back to that. If you if you were to 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 um to say three emotions that you're feeling right now inside of you, right you, now, right now, I'm excited. Nice. This is exciting. Proud of you. Oh. This is a cool thing. To, like this is a proper <laughs> podcast experience. You know, situation. We're not doing it over Zoom. We're like here talking with friends and mics and you know meeting new people so definitely excited definitely proud and apart from that feeling relatively calm nice thank you wait hello darling how you feeling uh i feel i feel really uh well i think calm's a good word for me you know me and anyone else maybe that knows me outside of this environment this is a space i feel much more comfortable in than a lot of other spaces so for me being able to connect to new guys, talk in a particularly open way is kind of where I'm my most comfortable. It's where I feel like my most at home when I'm having genuine connection. I think I have a lot of trouble in environments that are different to this that have to deal with maybe um, a lesser level of connection. Um, so I feel I've been very much looking forward to sitting in this space, especially with new people, because I get... Um, yeah, I kind of a charged energy from connecting to new people, especially new guys, because I think there's so much value to be had. Also, I'm in an environment where I'm still relatively new to living in London. I've only been here a couple of years and have kind of had a pretty wild experience around being here and all of those things. So any opportunity I get to meet new 
guys especially for me feels like the opportunity to make new connections and build a community for myself and I struggle with that if I'm at the pub because I, I struggle with connecting over things that I find um, not value that's not the right word to use because of course there's value in everything but uh, I struggle with connections that I don't feel are at a particular level of depth or authenticity or um, do you know I I'm not great at dancing around the things that I don't think are real. I'm much more interested in, and that doesn't mean they have to be heavy and intense. And do you know, it just means that I'm more interested in sitting opposite someone and being like, how are you brother? Like, let's, let's get to know who we are as opposed to the things we do or that, do you know that the, yeah, those other external factors that sometimes take us away from actually understanding who we are as people. So for me, this is a, um, a great privilege to be in the company of you guys and also somewhere that I feel genuinely like at peace with to, to be in a space like this and could easily spend the day here because it's about connection and that's kind of my jam really i think and, and we think so it's so similar you know and i love these conversations and everything you just said there is exactly where i'm at and there's something like in this world that we live in just even what we've done there where you just sit and listen and we, and we respect the conversation and you respect hearing someone's story because when you're in the pub it's almost who can shout the loudest isn't it it's like there isn't like let's really hear what's going on in your life it's like i'm doing this and i'm doing that and this has happened and that's happened and you're like whoa and then you drink another pint and off you go and it's this well when you wake up and you don't even know how anyone was you know and it's we i don't know i lived like that for 30 years and and like you said wade i didn't have connection from that but even just sitting in this space now and hearing actually what's going on in all of your worlds is for me is, is like a treat and a beautiful thing so um you think that that's a bit of an environmental thing so like you know if you're a kid when do you do this when do you like sit mm, down and actively yeah. listen to other people talk it's actually like not a very common thing for kids and teenagers to do because in that environment they're in, that like heavy social environment, especially as a teenager, it is who can shout the loudest, who can be the most like hyped up. And actually it's not like, oh guys, just wait, like, let's talk. So your skill of listening actually doesn't really get that developed. No. But if you're in a relationship, then it's such an important skill, which we as men often are lacking. <laughs> mm, totally hear you. But it's cool, doing podcasts like this, it really helps. I totally hear you, yeah. There's just something really powerful about sitting and especially like in a group and that's why this series for us is going to be focused on, on groups because there's something powerful about sitting, like especially men, like sitting here and listening to each other mm. and knowing where we're at. I don't know. I, I love it. I, like you said there, Wade, like this is my... This is my this is my pub session, you know. Yeah. Like I love this. Um, so following on from that, for me, like we often live our lives in, in a bit of a box, you know. Like typically, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. It's like fine, and it's kind of like I don't want to shout about all the great stuff that I've got going on because I don't want to be, like, you know, shot down. I don't want to be like chill out, mate. You know, that's a bit arrogant shouting about all your good stuff. Same time, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. It's like I've got this going on, and it's a bit heavy at the moment. So I want to ask, like, what's what's good in our lives, and I want us to shout from the trees and say like what we fucking love about our life right now. And also, what like what's bad? Like what what's hurt? What's a struggle? What's what's hurting? And actually, like get out of that box and capture what what is actually going on in the in the highs and lows of life that is real, right? You know, mm. we we all have a good day and a bad day. I'll say something that I find I'm always interested in when moments align in your life. Um, and just this morning, I checked in with a friend of mine. This is a guy I've never met in person. I made this connection through a project that I'd started on Instagram. Um, called the ninth path, which was just about this, about having conversations with with guys and guys I'd never met, and and 
this guy, his name's Phoenix, he lives in Los Angeles. Anyway, we developed this relationship where we kind of had agreed to not share any personal information about our lives, but what we were able to do is pose questions to one another, philosophical questions, emotional questions, and check in. And very often I'll just wake up to a message and he'll just be like, where are you at today? What's going on today? And this, just this morning I articulated to him that over the last couple of days in particular, I've been working really hard to try and hold the good and the bad in my life at the moment and, and find space for both of them to exist and not let one outweigh the other. Um, and it's challenging because right now the good in my life is my son, Wolf. He's 16 months old. Um, I've been a stay-at-home dad for almost a year now. So I am immensely grateful for the amount of time I've got to spend with him. Um, and the older he gets and the more he's able to communicate. And, you know, it's just, as Josh would know, it's kind of a beautiful thing to watch. And my relationship is constantly developing with him. And uh, being a father is something I always really wanted to do. So it's a kind of great source of fulfillment and, and joy and beauty in my life. Um, but simultaneously in my relationship, there's some really challenging things happening right now. Um, some things that I'm having to... Uh, you know, I'm having to look at parts of my own ego and ask some pretty big questions. Um, I'm having to, the phrase I keep using is like find space within myself to accept something that doesn't make sense to me or that um, find space to understand and empathize with the way somebody else processes something, um, even though it's dramatically different to, to my own process. And that's really challenging at the moment to try and hold that person's experience and respect it and not let my version of things get in the way um, and especially then when you're in relationship to another person who's the parent of your child and as Josh I'm sure you know like that it's it's a complicated kind of very rich experience and when when challenges arise it can be all-consuming and there have certainly been extensive periods in the last nine months of my life where they have been consuming in a way that was really like dark really dark really hard do you know mm -hmm. um, and I'm out of that space, but it doesn't mean that there are not still moments um, and things that, that come up. And so just yesterday, the day started off with a particularly challenging conversation, but I was with my son all day. So I had to try and find a way to not let that experience kind of poison my opportunity to experience joy and beauty and playfulness with my son. But as a grown man, I have to also honor the process I have to go through to really find peace with that conversation and be able to go back to my partner and go, this is how it's, you know, affected me. And um, the theme of this year for me has been acceptance. And that's what I still feel like I'm having to practice daily is acceptance of who somebody is and how they work and how they process and keep trying to meet it with empathy first, as opposed to let my own ego or my own bias get in the way of receiving who they are. I heard a phrase which was really beautiful recently um, that to look at someone through the eyes of love means you have to radically accept exactly who they are without any desire to change them or wish that they were different. And that to me in a personal relationship has been one of the most significant challenges I've ever faced because I, I have to show up and accept and embrace and love who that person is and what they're giving me, not what I wish they were giving me. Mm. You know, And that can be... That can be challenging. So there you go. That's what I would say. That's where the good and bad exists in me today. Because even today, it's still present. Got to drop Wolf at nursery, but then I had to have another conversation that presented its own challenge, and I have to, I have to process those those two things simultaneously and try not let one beat out the other because mm. they both need equal amounts of love and respect and, and attention. Mm. Wow, that's big. 
<laughs> and like, you know, because I don't know, I can sense some people listening going, God, just chill out, like let it all just whatever. But for me, the fact that you really, you front up to, 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 to what is real and, and what's there and you give yourself the opportunity to, to, to understand and process and, and, and try and work with it rather than like feel the frustrations, the anger, the, the, the resentment, the stuff that can naturally come up when things don't always align and then lead that to destructive behavior where you, you know, the easy thing would be to go and just get, do whatever, like some kind of drug or alcohol, whatever that takes Escape. you away. Escape, exactly. And then, which isn't helping the situation in the slightest, but just giving you a moment of rest actually is like what society would say is normal, right? But actually you sit in that space and look at it and try and form some healthy conclusions that can allow you to move forward, which society might go, God, chill out like a bit much. You know, for me, it's incredible. It's yeah, incredible I think I've, 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 I'm, I'm a big advocate for leaning into it because yeah. I just personally, in my experience, the only way I can truly find peace with something and integrate a lesson that I've learned is to lean into it fully, immerse myself in whether it's an emotion or something kind of intellectual that I have to understand. And once I go through the process, then I truly believe in myself that I can come out the other side and have integrated that lesson and be like, I've expanded, I've grown. But if I ignore how I'm feeling or if I prioritize something else over that process, then I'm most certain I won't integrate it and I know it will perpetuate. Mm. The issue that I have, the feeling that I have will just consume me because I haven't taken the time to go, you know what, I need to just, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole as far as it fucking takes me and I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to figure it out and then I'll come back up and I know I'll be able to then be in the world and, and have found that space. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how fucking cool the names are that, of the people in your life? You called your son Wolf. Wolf, yeah. That's epic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually brilliant. And it was your mate's name Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. I need more friends like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that, David, because when I did this with Matt, Matt was so often just bringing that bit of like, you know, you sit in this intense environment and that Matt would just release it with a little bit of humour. And I'm like, I don't know if I've got that humour in it. And then thank God no, you, you stepped Everyone up. Everyone in my life day. is named after an animal. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Oh. It is. So we're off for a quick ad break. We'll be back shortly with Josh, David, and Wade. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And welcome back. And we're jumping straight back in with JP. I think you're right, though. I think um, I got a, uh, there's a woman in my life, uh, Dr. Vidi, who is just an absolute guru. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter what, what issue you're faced with, you know, there, there is always a solution in her eyes. She's just the most positive person I've ever met. And, um, you know, one of the best bits of advice she ever gave me was whenever you expect something in life, you will always be disappointed. Because like you said, the reality is, is that, you know, you are you, they are them. You know, when you stop expecting in life, things will always improve. And I think that's just the reality of it. So just take people for what they are. You know, they're not always going to be compatible, but that's just the reality of life. Mm. You know, just appreciate what they do have. Simple. We're not going to be aligned with everyone, are we? It's impossible. Yeah. There's what, 7 billion people in the world? You know, we've all been raised in different environments, different religious backgrounds. Like, it's just not possible. No. You know, but I think what you can do, as you said, is is try and educate and understand that person. Be more empathetic to them because I think that's where we get it wrong. Mm. You know, we immediately put that barrier up or maybe we could be offensive, you know, or standoffish in a situation and that's how I think the adversity then is formed. So, you know you're never going to get it right that's that's why i think you know if you look at our parents you know if they're 60 70 80 i'm sure there's still lessons to be learned you know until the day that you die we are young adults we have a hell of a lot to learn to be honest i thought i knew everything five years ago I don't know. I didn't know <laughs> shit. the more you know the more that you realize you don't know yeah. oh my yeah, god yeah. It is it's mind-blowing yeah absolutely mind-blowing yeah it's it's you know it's it's exciting it's scary it's interesting yeah you know um and there's a hell of a lot more to come that's what's mental about it you know when you think you've hit a tough spot in life yeah or you've experienced the best thing in the world yeah it's bollocks yeah because you've got so many more years to come you know and when you think you've hit a tough spot there's going to be something so much tougher yeah but i think that's what key in life is that when you face or when you are faced with these tough spots you know, it never makes, um, I guess, a situation bearable, but I think easier. It, sorry, it gets easier each time you are faced with it. Mm. Um, it's just a case of how many times you're going to be faced with that problem, mm. you know, but that's up to you. You have to remove yourself from the situation. Mm. But unfortunately, trouble is always going to find you. I know that sounds quite negative, but, mm. you know, that's just the reality. Where are you at at the moment? What's good and bad in your life? I think, yeah, I'm probably talking more on my um, personal experience. I'd say, you know, I've probably found out a lot about myself, I'd say. You know, this this last four years of my life, I think what's crazy is I kind of get to the end of the year and I'm like, do you know, that's the worst year of my life. And then I face, you know, the next year, I'm like, fuck, this is the worst year of my life. You know, and I'm four years down now and I'm going shit this this year really was the worst year of my life and it had absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic if anything the pandemic was the least of my concerns it changed a lot about my my year and what i had planned but in comparison to what i was going through it was pretty irrelevant um and i think it's you know my big thing right now is faith i think you know in people you know i've been betrayed by so many people um you know so close to home and it's it's uh it's been a real struggle you know and i i like to think that i i try put more into the world than i take from it you know and i 
I try and be positive and you know with the challenges that I do in the life that I live you know the more of a struggle I go thought through sorry the more empathy that I feel for people and I think maybe also that's maybe been something that I've maybe been getting wrong you know the the, the shit of the time in my life that I'm going through the more I want to help other people and I think for so many years I've just been helping other people and I haven't been helping myself and I think it's finally got to the point where I'm like you need to start checking in on yourself here mm. you know your body and mind starts to break down just a little bit um I think it's just kind of like the lengths that you know these individuals that I've been faced with have gone to you know because I'm a very I'm, I'm a really sensitive guy and I'm very loving very loyal and um you know betrayal is a tough thing to swallow and I think you know the individuals that I speak of you know I'm still just processing it to this day um you know I know this might sound cryptic because I can't necessarily refer to these individuals but just the scope of it as well um because deep down they know that I I believe I'm a good person um for whatever reason they've decided to commit you know these actions is is really down to them but you know touching on you know what you were saying there I think it's so true um and ultimately you know you've got one choice you just allow it to eat you up you continue to break down or you just have to accept it and keep moving on you know with whatever you're faced with um you know I think the toughest one of the toughest things that I've had to endure this year is you know what we're doing right now what you know we're talking about our you know our struggles and the positives that come you know with mental health and mental illness um, and this one particular person really went below the belt and uh, every podcast every interview every panel talk I've ever done any Instagram post I've ever made referring to experiences or challenges because we want to blow this open right we want to have this conversation ultimately was just used against me as in this is why this person's not capable mm. they've got mental illness this is the evidence mm. literally just nitpicking and i just thought fuck mm. i've never felt less safe in my life because after four years of what i've put myself through mentally and physically money that we've raised mm. for you and the people that represent you to stoop that low to try get ahead my message is being lost here mm. really um and i don't know i don't know how long it's going to take me to come back from that one that's a real struggle even now even talking to you guys right now this is evidence mm. probably will be used against me at some point that's fucking scary because really we're here to be open and have an honest conversation and yet how honest can you really be I literally have a red dot on my forehead probably for the rest of my life mm. which is mad the thing that gets me with that is that everyone's got struggles it's just you're brave enough to share them and say listen this is where I'm at and you're confronting them a bit like what, what Wade just spoke about you know and we can either the majority of society says it's easier to bury it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna show it. It doesn't mean they don't have struggles. It's just that they're not confronting it and, and giving themselves a chance to move forward, which is what you're doing. And then people say, "Well, you said this." It's like, "Well, yeah, I'm just admitting it." Everyone's got struggles, you know. And yeah. and and if they deny they don't, well, fair play, they can bury that. And but they're the one carrying it and living with it, and then they're never gonna move on from it. And that's what I have so much respect for you. I know that there's a beautiful future for you. I know there is. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think, you know, what I, the positives that I take from this is that even in the darkest hours, 
you know, this is when greatness really can come from me mm. um, and will continue to. I'm not great yet, but I know I will be later in life. Um, momentum is only going to continue to build. And I think actually what I'm in a weird way grateful for, for all of these people that are putting me through this, is that they're just creating a monster, but a monster in the way that I wish it to be. You know, ultimately I can push myself mentally and physically into places that most people think are not possible, but it is. And this is why I do it. I always like to set myself up doing unique challenges that haven't been done before, because, you know, for me, that is the greatest test. You know, people always doubt you and say, oh, I probably wouldn't do that. You know, it's quite dangerous. You do it, you've just broadened their spectrum of what can be. And I think it's the fact that I'm not specifically known or good at that particular thing, but I craft myself to get to a point where I am, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what the rest of the year has, but I th it sounds crazy, but just little things like, you know, with your boy, um, things that I think so many individuals take for granted, you know, I'm just so grateful for, whether it's five minutes with my little girl, an hour, a day, a particular night of the week, being able to take her to nursery. You know, a decision was made by someone quite recently and for the first time in my life, I feel like the shackles have been released because logic, you know, has shone through. And I think that that's been my biggest frustration is that we're all sat here right now and I just wish more conversations could be handled like this. But when you're in an environment with professionals that are paid to do a job, they're just saying and doing anything just to get ahead. And you're just sat there going, this is so wrong on so many levels. You're just getting it so wrong. What we're arguing about right now, a year, a year and a half down, could have been resolved with one calm conversation, you know? And that's a conversation maybe for another time, but you know, as when it comes down to like legal, the legal side of things, and with respect to anyone that's in that profession, but fucking hell, it just, it makes life so much harder, you know? Mm. Because they're not necessarily tuned in the way that you are or mm. you gentlemen are or open to having those discussions ultimately mm. it comes down to who's on top or who wants to win mm. and in these scenarios there is no winning mm. on so many different levels mm. um life is a business just too many isn't it too many mm. and uh it's it's a shame um but i think one thing that i'm super proud of and you know, something that I want to talk about in the future is, is just like, you know, your, your response to that adversity that you are faced with. Ultimately, you know, it comes down to how you react to it. I was angry, I was hurt, I was upset, but then where does it get you to? It's not a case of brushing it under the carpet or swallowing your pride. It's just a case of what is best for your future and those around you. And I feel like the way I'm handling it now, there seems to be, you know, I'm more optimistic about the future, which is great. Mm. Yeah, it's real. It's real talk. I'm grateful for it. So, um, I do want to say what's good in your life. You know. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what's good. I had one of these um, moments where Brightling, you know, for a long, long time, I had ambitions to work with them, um, and I didn't want to pursue them. I wanted to be recognised for something, and that actually wasn't my intention. But during um, quarantine. I got a call from a guy I know at Calm uh, Mental Health Charity just saying, you know, listen, bud, there's been a 38% increase in, in calls since this pandemic's broken out. And obviously, you know, mental health is something that I, you know, I'm just so passionate about. And I was like, fuck, how can I do something? And then obviously all these rules 
got dropped in you can't run for you know a long period of time I was like well fuck it if I can't do a marathon outside of my home I'm just going to do it inside my home so I basically went out and measured my patio which was like 14 feet and um, the furthest I'd ever ran was maybe a marathon but unofficial so I was like let's do five in five days and then... <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so you just ne- you've not run an official marathon you're like you know what I'm going to do guys I'm going to run five in five days in my tiny patio. Yeah, which was, you know, <laughs> to do to do one mile took 80 laps of my patio, oh, which, was, which was testing. Did you um, guys see it? I saw it. I, I was looking it. at it on Insta. Around, around. Um, and then on the fifth day, I was like, actually, I'm going to do an ultra. I've never done that before. <laughs> Did the ultra, it took me nine hours. And then... About three weeks later, a girl texted me and said that her friend had suddenly taken his life. And I've, I've said this many, many times that, you know, every life lost is, is one that I feel like I could save. And I still truly believe that and will hopefully make a big change to that number as time goes by. And I don't know what it was. I was like, do you know what? How this family must be feeling right now. I need to just do something. I need to, 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 to raise more money. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do 24 hours. So did 24 hours and ended up running 105 uh, miles. We did four marathons in the day, which was nuts. And, you know, you can't train for something like that. But I think, you know, what I would say to anyone is when the motive behind what you do is something you're passionate about, anything is possible. And that, that is true. And um, the reason why I'm talking about Breitling, uh, I went in for a meeting with them at their head office. And I, you know, I'm always humble about these things. I don't go into it trying to be the big I am like a lot of people do. Like, you know, it should be gifted to them. And I just said, you know, what what was it that, you know, made you want to reach out to me? And they said, you know, we saw your efforts around your patio and we were like, that's the person that we want to represent this brand. So, you know, from bad to good, I'm grateful for those moments that I can be recognised for those sorts of things. It's not actually my intention. My intention really was just to see how far I could push myself, to be honest, and to try support this family and, and raise as much money as possible. So mm. that was a, a moment... Um, this year that mm. I was just like that's that's cool mm. you run around your patio right what was what was the dimensions 14 feet in a square yeah yeah so did you constantly run clockwise and and your right leg would get tired and then you'd be like nah fuck this turn around <laughs> run back the other way the same amount of times or were you just doing it the same way getting dizzier and dizzier and no. dizzier <laughs> so there was there was a method to it where every mile I would basically change direction which was fine for the six and five but then when it got to the 24 hour uh, my, my support guy that was there basically went to sleep and um, my feet were just wrecked so yeah, I basically back. had to run a marathon in my sliders my flip flops no um we have the video footage. It was pretty. He woke up and was like, "What the fuck?" And then I just kept running. And then, unfortunately, I went into it with an injury. I got um, patella femoral pain in my left knee, but then got it in both. But something uh, had happened slightly to the ligament, so I couldn't actually go off my right side. So I basically had to end up running the last 19 miles off my left. And to be honest with you, I shouldn't because I was then I basically crippled myself for like two, three months after. But Again, just the motive behind it, I was so committed. I actually got a phone call from um, the lad's father who I was raising money for. 
and uh, he spoke to me at like eight in the morning and I was I was ready to give up and after that phone call I was fucking like the adrenaline that was going through my body I went from I'm giving up to let's let's break a hundred miles which was ridiculous um, but it was one of those moments where you just realize how many things are possible and how exciting it is and I you know I like I said I tick off doing these really really strange things by no means am I trying to inspire the nation to run around their patio but you know the point is is that when we're given these limitations you know a lot of people see this pandemic right now as as this crisis and it is don't get me wrong and I really do empathize with how vulnerable so many people are right now but what I would also say is you've got two options you can constantly question the government and hate feel disappointed feel betrayed or hurt or you can just do something about it because if you don't do something about it you're going to continue feeling that way nothing's going to change but you have the power to control that situation it's probably not going to be a quick fix probably could take you half a year year maybe even two years to recover from it but you can fucking recover so the quicker you decide to take that on the quicker your journey is going to improve you know, and I don't say that lightly. I know in some instances, you know, there are families that have probably all lost their jobs, you know, struggling to pay mortgages. I'm currently looking to, to buy a property off this poor lad who's, who's having his uh, home repossessed because he got made redundant and the guy that was paying his rent just stopped paying it for six months, I think, because of the situation. You know, we just, we can help one another out. Um, and I do truly believe that in a time of darkness like right, that we're going through right now there are going to be some incredible things happening out of this I mean we've already seen it you know that incredible guy was it Captain Thomas you know mm. got his knighthood mm. you know people are being recognised that probably would not have been so mm. you know I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of magic that has come from this dark period for sure yeah magic is going to come out of it like you running around your 14 foot patio for 100 miles I mean yeah. you know <laughs> like <laughs> that's it makes me laugh because it's so fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, a hundred miles, I can't think of anything fucking worse. You really can't, can you? No, it's like... It's impossible. I remember watching him in the end, just going round and round. It's like, what the hell? For 24 hours in your flip-flops. I think there was a, there was I mean, a part of me deep down, and I said it at the end to Tano, my, my best friend. Um, and I think it was when uh, those individuals had nitpicked all those things and try to find the negative and critique, you know, the mental uh, illness side of things. I think deep down there was maybe, I don't know if it was validation, but I think there was probably also an element of, see what, what, what I can do. Is this a person that's struggling? Um, you know, whether that had an influence later on, I don't know, but you know, deep down I knew that those individuals be, would be watching. And um, I don't think my intention was for them to feel bad about themselves, but, Maybe just to open their mind slightly, hmm. to not judge or criticise, but maybe feel a bit of empathy or even be remotely inspired. I don't know. Time will tell. So there we go. The first part. Um, I love having these conversations. I love sitting in that room and, and like hearing how people are and hearing the truth, you know, the good and the bad. It's a privilege and it's an honor. And I, I'm grateful anytime someone gives me the, the honor of sharing the truth inside of them. So, yeah, that's a, a taste of, of the conversation. We go into all sorts of different topics, including areas such as love and what it's like to be a dad and the kind of dads that we want to be in future episodes later on in the conversation. But for now, 
Um, that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week, next Thursday. Um, in the meantime, if it's the first day of the second lockdown and we're going to need each other and we're going to need to, to support each other and we're going to need to be kind and just be there for one another and we're restricted in what we can do and if you feel this podcast and the ability to actually share how we feel can help someone then we would love it if you could share it with a friend and just to open up the conversation about it being good to talk especially for us men you know and it's okay to talk and it's okay to, to say how we feel and it's okay to have challenges and it's okay for life to not be great right now all of it is okay because that's natural life that's the world we live in right now it's not every day is not going to be a happy day unfortunately and it's unrealistic to expect it and it's also great to celebrate the happy days if we do feel happy so let's not forget that too it all matters and it's all authentic and it's all beautiful so um feel free to share um if you can rate review and subscribe to this the naked professors podcast i'd be so grateful um any new reviews of this series will be brilliant um and lastly we're on instagram i, I think we've given up on twitter i mean twitter's there and, and we'll some things will still go to twitter but i'm not sure really we're, we're doing too much on twitter so i'll be back i'm um, doing the instagram which is the, the naked professors underscore podcast on instagram and i am of course the naked professor on instagram so um i'd love to see you there uh, we'll be sharing all the content from from everything that we get up to on this podcast um on there and um i think that's it for now wishing you um a peaceful first week and back in lockdown and um hope you're okay i hope you enjoy however you've managed to find your time and whatever you however you spend your time and enjoy whatever comes your way and um stay safe stay positive we've got this but keep it real you know it's okay for this not to be the easiest of times sending loads of love and thanks so much for listening see you next week 